Welcome back to the Let's Talk Forex podcast, and this is our 15th episode. This week we're going to get more into the specifics of trading, and we've had many people asking us how you choose a currency pair. Listen to us on your favorite podcast provider, and please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Hey, Alison, how are you today? I'm very good. How's it going your side? Yeah, very good, thanks. Uh, fresh back off holiday, covered in mosquito bites and quite sunburnt, but um, but yeah, pretty relaxed and happy with the world. Oh, good. Glad to hear that. Yeah, we, we also had a great weekend. We went to a place in the Eastern Cape. Well, I live in the Eastern Cape, but um, for our listeners out there, but we went to Addo Elephant Park, which is close to Port Elizabeth, and we had this massive herd of elephants that walked straight past our car, which is an incredible experience. Yeah, it is a great experience. I love seeing the elephants. They're so much they seem they're so much bigger in real life. Um I know they're pretty big on film, but when they're right next to you in a car, you really get a sense of their size. They're immense. I bet your kids I bet your kids really loved it. Yeah, they were quite scared though, I must say. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I was too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they are. That's what I mean. They're so yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah, no, incredible. Um good. Well, look, let's um we're not here to talk about elephants today, though that um, though I'd really like to talk about elephants, but no, we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about um, forex and how to choose a currency pair. Um, we've spoken at length about the fundamentals and the backgrounds of trading, but we want to go into we want to go into more detail today. So we're going to talk about currency pairs and which currency pairs are best for beginners to start trading with and why. So as anybody who's been listening to this podcast, anybody who's uh, studied the basics of forex trading will know every currency uh, is traded in a pair. Because uh, This is because no currency has any value except in relation to another currency. I mean, it also has value in relation to gold and, and uh, other commodities, obviously. But in forex trading, it's always in relation to another currency. And um, it's this relative value of the currencies that... Um, that changes price movement. And this, this relative value is tied to the overall perception of a country's economic performance. So you'll see when economic data is released for a certain country, um, then that will change the price movement of that currency in pairs with other currencies, relative to other currencies. And also, uh, basically, the trading approach that you follow will influence your choice of currency pairs. And we always recommend that most beginners um, focus their attention on pairs that are traded in large volumes, like the major currency pairs. And if you read our reviews, you'll notice we always talk about the euro USD. Um, and this is because the euro and the USD are the, you could say, the world's sort of most prominent currencies. You know, they they have a, a major impact on on many of the more minor currencies. And these pairs have low spreads because of their high liquidity and high trading volumes. Um, and when you perform technical analysis on these pairs, you'll find that they're often more accurate than on the exotic pairs. Um, for example, the, the ZAR GBP. And significant slippage is also less likely. Uh, slippage is basically when you uh, see a quoted price, and when you place your order, that price is significantly different to to the the order you thought you'd get. The slippage occurs less when you're trading on major pairs because of their high liquidity and their trading volume. 
Um, and the major pairs in summary are the euro USD, which I mentioned just now, the USD JPY or this, the um, dollar and the Japanese yen, the pound and the dollar or the GBP USD, the AUD USD, which is Australian dollar versus the United dollar, the USD and the CAD, United dollar and the States dollar and the Canadian dollar, the USD CHF, and then some people sort of argue whether or not this is a major currency pair, but the NZD or the New Zealand dollar and the United States dollar. Yeah, and I would also add, I'd also throw in that list, um, the euro and the GBP. Um, less so maybe since um, since Brexit, but it is heavily traded um, and it's very liquid um, and, it's, and it's fairly stable. Sorry, because I just wanted to add that we'll we'll put these in our show notes. Um, it's it's very difficult to listen to it, sort of been rattled off like that. But it is important to understand what the major pairs are, um, just because when you're trading, of course, you know the major pairs are are the ones with the lowest spreads and um, the you know the most liquid markets. So just as a side note, we will put these in the in the show notes below. Yeah, it's it's a good idea. Um, so yeah, those are the major pairs um, and. The interesting thing about uh, these major pairs, I mean, you, our listeners may have heard about trading in the direction of prevailing trends. Uh, it's one of the most uh, important aspects of trading. It's probably one of the easiest things for beginners to to pick up. And uh, the thing about the major pairs um, is that they generally exhibit strong trending behavior. And this is really good for trading. This is what you want when you want to look at a currency pair. You want to be able to look at something you can say, oh, I can see what this currency pair has been doing in the past, and it's been doing it a lot. And so it's probably going to continue doing it in the future. And in the current market, uh, pretty much all the major currency pairs are exhibiting strong trending behavior. And this is due to the strength of the US dollar. As you notice just now, when, when you rattled off that list, if you were listening to Alison, then you would have heard that most of those pairs, if not all of them, have, um, have the US dollar is involved. And because the US dollar is so strong, we're seeing strong trend behavior in all these in all the major currency pairs. And the US dollar is so strong right now because the world is reeling from a series of crises. But generally, more generally, if let's say the European Central Bank raises interest rates, then you're going to see the euro gain in value simply because there's more money to be made in holding euros. You can vis-a-vis uh, -vis other currencies. I mean, when you when you if you lend euros and you've got a higher interest rate, you're going to make more money. So people move into euros. I mean, you'll see this everywhere. Like for generally, if um, if a central bank uh, raises interest rates, then you'll see um, that currency strengthen uh, against other currencies. Other fundamental factors that usually influence the price of a currency pair include employment rates, uh, business confidence, a sudden growth in unemployment, uh, for example. So if your unemployment rate suddenly shoots up, this uh, points to an acute weakness, uh, usually in the underlying economy of a country, which scares investors. Um, so they'll you, you can see uh, currency currency lose value as a result of of uh, unexpected and high unemployment data, and this is why people watch the something called the non farm payroll the NFP data that comes out of the US. They watch it really closely. It's a really good bellwether of how the US economy is functioning, and it very often has a knock on effect uh, to to the price of the USD vis a vis all the other major all the other pairs in the major currency pairs. But on that note, Chris, um, for people to, to make these predictions based on fundamentals is very difficult currently because 
the world is sort of in quite a mess, um, you know, with the Ukraine-Russia war, just having sort of, we thought we were out of the, the global pandemic and we thought everything would sort of calm down. But all these things put major strain on the economies and the supply lines and energy prices because of, you know, what's happening in Russia and the fact that, that people are blocking um, exports or imports from, from Russia. Um, so the end result has been a surge in inflationary pressure, and this has been across the globe. And as a result, investors across the world are basically fleeing to the USD. Um, and this is because the USD is seen as a haven currency. Um, and in times of turmoil, investors move their money into the USD because of its perceived and its real stability um, You know, during times of crisis. So investors can expect that the U.S. economy economy will be able to weather pretty much any economic crisis the world sh uh, throws at it. And it also helps right now that the Federal Reserve is increasing its interest rates to uh, fight inflation. These are all factors that, that um, traders will have to be aware of and they'll have to have some sort of fundamental understanding of you know, how currencies work, which currencies influence what movements. And it, sometimes you have, to, you have to do a bit more research than just what's happening in a particular country. You know, you can't just look, look at the, what's happening uh, to the euro and the USD in isolation. Sometimes you have to look a little bit further afield to understand what will, um, you know, cause those price movements. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and everything is all tangled right now. I mean, globalization, um, which has been increasing, uh, throughout my lifetime means that all the markets are incredibly interlinked at the moment. And what we're seeing here is a series of crises that have gone to the bedrock of globalization. As you mentioned, all those things, uh, we're seeing, you know, strain on economic, on, um, on budgets across the world, supply lines are broken, uh, energy prices are going through the roof, mm. and this is all leading to a huge inflationary pressure. Yeah, so for all of these reasons, the major currency pairs are all exhibiting a really strong trending behavior right now with all the currencies falling against uh, the US dollar across the last, over the last six months. How much longer this is going to continue? Uh, it's a matter of speculation. Uh, you'll see various um, different forex traders and different expert analysts have different opinions on this. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to speculate today on how much longer I think it'll continue. But I will say that it's a prevailing trend that we've seen over the last mm -hmm. six months. It's obvious to see. And it does make uh, the major pairs currently, it makes them easier for beginners to trade. Mm, absolutely. A lot of people have thought that the euro was going to bottom, the euro USD was going to bottom out and that the euro was going to sort of start to see an uptrend, but that doesn't seem to have happened. Exactly. And it's really difficult to predict in the current market right now. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to, as I said, I wouldn't want to speculate. I mean, every time it looks like it's bottomed out, the euro USD. We get the you know the we get some more bad news, fundamental news out of out of the European Central Bank or the European markets. Things look like they're going to get a little bit worse, um, and then and then it continues its fall. Uh, so your guess is as good as mine, Alison. Mm -hmm. And another factor that um, we we take into consideration when choosing major currency pairs to trade is the spread. So this is obviously something we write a lot about in our reviews, um, and we we often give uh, brokers that that give you lower spreads um, higher points because obviously a higher spread affects your profitability. And not all currency pairs have the same spreads. And as mentioned, the major currency pairs generally have lower spreads, um, but 
it's very important that you realize that a spread is not all you have to consider. You also have to look at how much a currency pair can move in a certain amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, yeah, the volatility of a currency pair is a really important factor. And this is, I mean, I know we're advising people to, um, well, beginners anyway, to look at major currency pairs. But this is something to be taken into account when we're looking at minor and exotic pairs, is that their volatility, they have a huge range. They can range much further. Um, a good example is the British pound, the Japanese yen, the GBP, JPY. And the spread of that is about, um, it's usually about twice as wide as the euro USD. So your costs will, your initial costs will be higher when you open up, when you open a trade. And so a lot of beginners stay away from, from uh, these minor pairs um, because, of, because of the cost attached. But the price movements of the JPB, uh, the GBB, JPY, the pound, yen, uh, can be much larger uh, over a shorter period of time. Uh, the euro USD seems to be is generally, though not necessarily right now, but is generally quite stable. Um, but with these miners and exotics, even more so, as you mentioned, stuff like the you know anything to do with the with the South African rand, these exotic pairs, you can see huge fluctuations. And so that's something for look. I mean, if I know, like I said, we're advising beginners to start with majors, but it's something they, that beginners should be aware of here is that you do see there is value in the miners and and the exotics as long as you're willing to, um, to overlook that initial uh, initial wider spread, the wider cost. And also because sometimes you'll, you know, you'll want to trade the euro USD, but there's no real opportunity to trade. Absolutely. It's just a flat graph. So then it's like, well, what do you do? Do you sort of sit around and wait for something to happen, which most people do, and they're not sort of in a hurry to trade? Or do you catch the trades, you know, potential trades on, on movers? Yeah, absolutely. And this is exactly, and this is why, um, you know, we've talked about it before, like technical analysis tools like auto charters are really useful because they can see these trends happening in other markets mm -hmm. before, um, before you see them. But yeah, you're right. A lot of, a lot of day traders may can spend the whole day just staring at the Euro, Euro USD and nothing ever happening there. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. So generally, generally, yeah, major currency pairs, they're a good bet. And frankly, they're a pretty good bet right now just because they're so volatile because as you, as you pointed out, the world is a mess. But yeah, there's definitely value to be had in, in, um, in the miners. But probably actually as a, as a strategy is to get used to the majors and then move to the miners once you're comfortable with, you know, just well, with how the platforms work, how the charts work, deciding on what st stops and uh, take profits to put in place. A good place to start would be with the majors. So we're, gonna, we're just going to provide basically five steps for how to choose the right currency pair. Um, and our first step is to create a watch list. So if you're not sure which pair to trade, then you can basically put together all your favorite pairs in a watch list. And creating this watch list helps you focus on the specific pairs that you've started studying um, from a fundamental point of view. And it gives you a better chance of choosing the right one out of the selected few that you've chosen. And what you can also do, Chris, and we were chatting about this earlier, is... Um, we were chatting about how many charts you can open on MT4 and CTrader. And um, when we've done the research on MT4, it seems like you can go open up to 99 charts in one window um, on the trade terminal, which seems bizarre because I don't think you'd be able to see anything like that. But creating this watch list, you can then open all these charts and have a look at what, what everything's doing. But it also just keeps your all your sort of favorite pairs in one place, which is much easier to, to um, sort of keep an eye on. Yeah, exactly. It's it's always a good start. Create a short short watch list. Create a short list basically and keep an eye on all of them. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the second step is, as we discussed uh, just now, is review economic data, review your fundamentals. Um, we just did a brief overview of the, of the market, a very brief overview of the market, and this is really important. So once you've created your watch list, look at the economic reports and news data, news data associated with uh, those currency pairs that you want, that you're interested in. And here, I mean, the goal here is to understand the direction of price movement from a more fundamental perspective. So you want to see what is a general trend here. Uh, so key factors like inflation, GDP, consumer price index, unemployment rates, these will all impact the movement of currencies. And a lot of traders um, are more interested in, or they're, they think they're more interested in, in technical analysis, but it's really important to to not miss this step. Fundamental analysis is key. You need to understand the forces that drive price movement before you even start thinking about technical analysis. Another um, point to add to that, Chris, is that um, even if you don't fully understand the fundamentals, I mean, you can still trade, but what you should look out for is on your economic calendar, look out for any major news releases because you don't want to have open positions. <laughs> well, just from a sort of a safety point of view, when you know something is going to you know, come out that might affect those prices quite dramatically. So, so even if you don't fully understand the fundamentals, have a good eye on your economic calendar and know when releases are coming out that may affect whatever pair it is that you're trading. And then, uh, you know, on that note, um, you've got to carry out good technical analysis. So fundamental, what you've been talking about, Chris, allows you to understand the Forex market from a broad perspective. But technical analysis is a way to find the best trade entries and exits in line with your buyers, um, which helps you filter the pairs on your watch list and ensures that you only trade those pairs um, where the technical and fundamental analyses align. So basically, it's, it's using your indicators, your chart patterns, your support and resistance levels, um, looking at your Elliott waves, your smart money concepts, etc., to examine these price charts and get the optimal price levels or key levels that will guide the best trade execution and the best management of that trade. On that note as well, it's very important to have your stops in place and your take profits in place based on, on what the, the indicators are, are, you know, what they're indicating basically. Yeah, what the indicators are indicating, exactly. No, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely 100% correct. Like you need to, yeah, fundamental sets that lays down the layer and then technical analysis on top of it. And that will give you a good idea of, of what you're what you're looking at. And then um, another another important point, I've, I think I talked about this recently on the previous episode is correlation. Um, you want to do cor run a correlation analysis. A lot of currency pairs are correlated with with commodities or negatively correlated with each other so you want to when you if you're let's say you're trading the canadian dollar you want to keep an eye on the price of crude oil because the canadian dollar and, and crude oil are, are positively cor correlated which means they move together uh, so when the price of oil goes up then the canadian dollar generally goes up so if you're trading one you want to keep an eye on the other the euro usd is negatively correlated with usd chf so if you see price movement in the in this in the USD CHF and you're trading Euro USD, you'll want to be aware of that. So they're going to have knock-on effects. So and this and this is really good for for maximizing profit. But if you get it wrong, you can also maximize your loss. So that's also something to be aware of. <laughs> Which is why, yeah, correlation is so important to be aware of. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, and our last step, step number five, is consider the trading session. So this is kind of what I was talking about in terms of an economic calendar, is that the Forex market is open all day long, but there are different trading sessions with different levels of volatility and liquidity across the different pairs. So if you're trading in, say, London and New York, then the majors, the CHF and the CAD will be very volatile. And if you're trading in the Asian session, then the um, JPY, NZD, and AUB pairs are usually more volatile than the others. So finding the right pair to trade might be challenging at first, but as you practice these five steps, you'll, you'll generally improve and you'll get better trading results as you constantly choose the right pairs. Yeah, that's right. And I think, I think that covers um, basically what you need to consider when, when you're looking at uh, currency pairs. If anybody's got any questions, specific questions about uh, currency pairs, or uh, then please let us know. Get in touch. Um, you can write to us. Our, our emails are up on the website, uh, fxscouts.com and tradeforexsa.co.za. Uh, you can also reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, next week, we're going to talk about understanding the spread and uh, how much price movement uh, covers your trading fees which is actually closely linked to, to currency pairs and what we were just talking about and what, what we were saying specifically with, uh, with the minor currency pairs, how it's not always necessarily the best bet to, to trade a major currency pair, even though the minor currency pairs have wider spreads. Well, thanks, Chris. That, that was um, well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Alison. I think it was pretty informative. I'll speak yeah. to you next week. Great. Thanks. Bye, Bye Chris.